You are tuned in to another episode of Something's Missing with your girl, Woe Better. You know the vibes. You know what it is. Let's get it. Let's do it. Sound nice, check one. My mic sound nice, check two. My mic sound nice, check three. Are you ready? Are you ready? No, seriously, are you ready? It's episode number 11, people. Episode number 11. We are talking about the soft girl era. Now, I originally tried to start this on some real hostile shit. I'm not even going to lie because I really don't. A lot of times I don't understand these things that people think are catchy or trending or the thing to do. I really don't be understanding most of the time. So before today, I tried to rush into this episode and I started talking. I felt like I really wasn't sure what I was talking about. So I went to my Facebook and the people on my Facebook are quite interesting, right? Because for me, what I'm considering a soft girl era, they wasn't. So, I think I'm going to read off maybe maybe one of what somebody said about the soft girl era thing. And um, hopefully we can come to an understanding that we're not always going to see eye to eye. So, like, you might see it one way, I might see it another. And I feel like to have a conversation sometime might help somebody to either come into their soft girl ever uh understand the soft girl ever whatever it is so i don't know i don't don't think i'm gonna do names so i'm just gonna read what it says women tired of being big dog in their relationship in the relationship now being that i'm gonna read it the way my my people wrote it to me women tired of being big dog in the relationship friend they want to be soft. No drama in the relationship. Taking care of all the bills. Begging for romance. Then want to go back to when niggas open doors. It says they want to go back to when open doors and bought flowers. That's what I get from it. <clears throat> Another. Put the end of the love struggle. So I didn't know what she meant by that. So I asked her to give me a little more. So it says, oftentimes, women are in relationships where they find themselves being the alpha. Society has made these behaviors acceptable and normal because of, because it's often seen in the household. And it demonstrates, it is demonstrated in society, especially with people of color. Being the lead or the head is very tiring, yet some females boast and brag about what they do and how they do it and that they hold the house down. Now, females are wanting to be in more submissive roles and wanting to be catered to. They want to be able to come home and relax, unwind, and detach from everything and everyone. They want to be pursued and courted women want to be reclaimed want women want to reclaim their delicate nature and protect 
feel protected, respected, and provided for. Now, I'm not speaking for all women, but it's a large number who want this. So, to those two comments that I just read, right? I think this is why I was so bothered by this soft girl era nonsense. Because most of us, I'm, I'm going to speak for the 40 and better, let's say, right? Because I read something else that kind of makes sense. Um, Growing up, I didn't grow up with the women that was... Like with uh this the last comment I read, both of them actually. Um, the women in my house were the big dogs. But like my grandmother, after my grandfather passed, I never seen her with another man. God bless her soul. But my mother, on the other hand, was always the big dog in my house, in my eyes. But I also seen her be able to be a soft. I don't want to use the word delicate because I don't think my mother was ever delicate. She was because at the end of the day, there's a lot of women that are comfortable going, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm a lady. And I respect that. But now we live in this time where, like the last comment said, um, women, this behavior that is that we're talking about being a big dog has been displayed for a long time. But I feel like the other people are comfortable portraying that women, especially black women, are hard and they're mean and all they want is to be able to dictate. And I don't think that's the case a lot of times. I think a lot of times what it is is that these women had no choice but to dictate. They had no choice but to be the big dog in their situation because of bad choices. I said it. I said it. When you make bad choices, you cannot put that and go, oh, I want to be in my soft girl era. You should have thought about that when you pick this do bad ass person that you laying up with or that is putting you in a position where you got to be the big dog. Where <clears throat> prior to being married and the relationship that I was in before I was married with the person that I'm married to. Um, I'm not going to say I always had to be the big dog, but most of my situations didn't, the people I was with didn't see the, the, the dopeness in being a team. All right, you pay the bills, you do this, you do that, and I'll do this and I'll do that. And I think. I allowed society to put in my mind that there's supposed to be gender neutral roles in a lesbian relationship. Duh. I don't play those type of games. And I'm not going to say I don't play those type of games. I did. In the relationship that I'm in now, me and my wife, we don't have that type of scenario because it's more of a we do everything together. We pay the bills together. I'm not going to make it seem like I got her running around being super domestic. I don't think it takes two people to be that domestic in a one-bedroom apartment. Uh, she knows how to cook. I don't make her cook, but she knows how to cook. So God forbid, if I couldn't cook, she can take care of that. If I can't get up and clean, she can take care of that. I get money, she gets money. So 
it's never, oh my God, if I don't get money today, what are we going to do? I've been in those situations. I've been stressed where I'm sitting there like, damn, I'm the only breadwinner. And God forbid, or back then, if you know me, I was hustling. If I didn't want to go outside, I had to go outside because in order to get these bills paid, things taken care of, the lifestyle that I live, I got to go outside. So to be with somebody, and they, I swear from the moment me and my wife looked eyes to eye the first time we, we met, she goes, I'm going to take care of you. And you might hear me reiterate this a lot, but I didn't take it serious because everybody wants to be loved and taken care of. But if you are mentally used to being the big dog, you don't know how to be taken care of. You don't even know that that's a real fucking thing. You think that that's just something people say because they like having good conversation. When people go, ooh, I want to take care of you. I want to be there for you. Most people don't know how to deal with that. It's like, what? That should sound retarded. Because when people tell you, oh, I want to be there for you. I'm going to take care of you. It's not a scenario where you're going, oh, I've heard that before and I've been treated that way. I personally can't say that. I know there's plenty of people going, oh, no, well, somebody said they was going to take care of me and took care of me. Nope. That's super dope. Should keep that person around. But in 2023, I just read something else. Like the comments that I just bounced off of, I'm going to kind of bounce back and forth because I got a couple more comments. But I was reading something before I decided to start the podcast. And it said that the soft girl ever is more for the girls or the young women that are, let's say, 25 and under. This is their words, not mine. That are that were living in the Meg the Stallion hot girl era, hot girl season, or whatever it was called. And now, well, the pandemic came where you couldn't live a hot girl era season, and you had to figure out like, oh, you realize very fast being a hot girl ain't so hot when you dolo in the crib during a pandemic. So. The way they put it in the article, life's too short to just be a hot girl. So now most of those hot girls have transitioned to wanting to be soft girls. And I don't want to say you can't go from being a hot girl to being a soft girl. I feel like it takes a lot of work. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, like, I just broke down to y'all. I've always been the big dog in my relationship. So to be in a relationship with somebody, and I don't want to say give that up because you can still be the big dog and just not have all the big dog responsibilities or the weight of the big dog. And um, I was explaining to my homegirl, like, if this quote unquote soft girl ever is a thing, I've been in it for a little while now because I've been married probably about three years. I've been in this relationship come August six years. And I feel like a lot of times us as women, we tend to take things and go, oh, no, because I got to do this because this is what the times say. And I realize being in this relationship that I'm in is that I have to do the work. I have to do the work. If you're not willing to do the work, 
you're going to be upset. And you will realize very fast that what it is that you claim to want, your relationship, the love, uh, the affection, all of these things get wiped out very fast when you don't know how to soften yourself. And when you soften yourself to be in a situation with somebody that you love or you care about, it makes it really easy for that relationship to work and mesh. Hence, I am, for lack of a better word, thugged out. My wife completely isn't. So when somebody wants to hug and kiss and touch all the time and you're like, oh, God. It makes you realize how that can hurt somebody's feelings or diminish who they are because she's so affectionate and it took me a minute, it took me a minute to realize that I was diminishing the person that she was because I couldn't appreciate her affection or the things that she brings to me. I'll do you one better. When, as you build in a relationship, most people, they comfortable putting their hand out. Comfortable put their hand right out. Ooh, give me some or buy me some. Where in this relationship, I really wasn't on it like that. I've never really been on it like that. So if you do something for me, I'm appreciative, but I'm not asking for it. And with my wife, I didn't really have to ask. Like I told y'all, she told me she was going to take care of me, but I didn't believe it. So as time started to go on and people do things for people that they care about it's like oh here and I'm like what's that for for you because I love you oh okay or like for me what it was was being able to ask for things if you offer me something that's been my whole life if you offer me I'm taking it but if we are building on something and I don't want you to ever feel used or taken advantage of I'm not going to ask per se, or at least I didn't know how to, because I thought it was weird. And when I realized, oh, this is my person, and I don't want to say became comfortable to be able to ask, because it's still weird. But I know that if I do ask, I don't have to worry about a bitch looking at me with the side eye, like, hmm, you ain't do that for me, or have something slick to say to make me go see this wild and ask. And I'm thankful for that. Um, not wanting to argue is part of your soft girl era, as I'm reading. And I feel like most people that look at me and go, oh, well, so, or she's scared. And especially when it comes to outside people, not my wife, not people that I know. With outside people, the reason why I don't want to argue is because it's going to take me to a place that I cannot, I, I can't come back from. I've worked extremely hard not to be this person that feels like I gotta blow up at people because they're doing things that I don't like. We live in a world where everybody feels like they have to reprimand people for the things they do. Well, let me rephrase that. We live in a world where people aren't being reprimanded for the things that they do. So when somebody does try to check you, you feel embarrassed. You feel belittled. So you feel like you got to take it to the next level in order to prove a point. And I'm not that girl. I'm just not. I'm not there for it. So when you realize that 
people are going to take you out of your character, that's their job. That's what they're supposed to do. But when you realize, oh, nah, I'm not with that. I'm not doing that. I'm not letting nobody take me out of my comfort zone. But right there, you won. So if long as you don't put your hands on me, we are okay. And I think that's where most people get it kind of fucked up. Because they going, oh, no, because she said, and she was, and I'm like, did she touch you? Did they touch you? As long as they didn't touch you, I think you should be able to keep it moving and be good. But being that most people will not be able to keep it moving and be good, it, 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 it fucks with your ego, it fucks with your pride. And I've never been big on pride that I can't apologize, step into my own comfort of being old. I didn't have to say that. I didn't have to do that. When you feel like you have to do things and have to say things to get a reaction or get something out of people, I don't I don't I don't feel like that's part of your soft girl area. I feel like that's something that you're doing because this is something you're used to. When you're you when you're a, a creature of habit, you're just gonna live in that place. So creating this era of soft girlness. I think it's dope, but I think it's going to backfire on a lot of women because we live in this time now where we have a lot of masculine, unmasculine men. So they see you and your soft girl, ever. they like, oh, I like that. I like that for you, ma. How can I be down? And you're like, whoa, there's no soft boy ever. No, there's, there's not. And even for the women that have men that are okay with their feminine side or their feminine self women don't want that <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast but to walk into your light and know that i don't i feel like we live in this time where everything is trendy Ooh, that's trending let's do it my life ain't a tiktok so after this trend and the next trend hopefully i'm a better person but growing up under women that i watch make mistakes live their life and figure it out to be able to help me navigate what this thing we call life where again there's a lot of women that grew up under strong women that was big dog in it. And I'm going to keep using that term because that's what it is. When you are the alpha and your omega in your relationship, that makes it very hard to look at somebody as an equal. I don't care if you're in a man-woman relationship, a woman-woman relationship, or a man-man relationship. If you are not... I don't want to say equal because sometimes people don't necessarily want to be in equal relationships. But if you are able to respect the person you lay down with and know that you don't want them to have to work so damn hard to take care of y'all, you you know you want your, 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 your lady or your man to be able to come home and just relax. I think that's part of being a yes or girl ever. If you are able... To walk in your house and go, ooh, babe said that she needed X, Y, Z. Let me set that to the side for her. 
make sure that's there. Like, I don't know. This soft girl ever thing is just kind of bothering me because it's weird. We live in a time, right, where as women, we're okay with the, the, the ignoramus of living in a place that isn't isn't cool you know what i'm saying it, it just isn't and a lot of times when you're following the trends you don't know what the newest trend is what's what's going to be the thing that makes you go oh i'm not doing that so like i said i had to go get some research and i got a couple of men up here right that 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 choose to share some stuff so one guy he goes yes a woman wants to lay back knowing her man slash woman got her. I think that's as simple as it could be. I think that's basically what I was just saying because most of us been in one side of relationships. Most of us been in relationships where you're thugging and bugging to make sure that people are good and nobody takes the time to go, hey, did you eat? How was your day? What did you do today? Did anything good happen, new happen? People don't care because they so used to you taking care of them. So I figure part of your soft girl era is to make sure that people are taking care of you. Self-care is definitely a part of, or should be a part of self uh, of a soft girl era because Taking care of yourself health-wise, wealth-wise, looks-wise is major because you could be in a place where everything is good, but you don't feel good mentally, emotionally, physically. You don't feel good. You got to be able to figure what that is. You got to know what was what's going down. Um, Financially. We live in a time where you can't just be sitting around twiddling your thumbs. So you've got to be getting to some type of money. The thing is, getting up and going to get a nine to five job is not mandatory. If you have skills or a talent that you can profit off of and possibly not have to work a nine to five, go for it. God willing, you have somebody that's going to continue to push you and, and help you thrive in whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, aesthetics, I think that goes back to self-care, if you ask me. Um, I try to I try to keep my regiment with my hair regular. I'm not a makeup girl at all. That ain't happening. But I definitely do try to keep up with a good skincare uh regimen. Um I'm a pedicure girl. I, I'm super big on pedicures and taking care of feet. So I go to the foot doctor. I definitely make sure these feet and legs are taken care of so that it makes me feel good. Like I get calluses, none to TMI, but when it comes down to it, when you have calluses on your feet, it makes it very hard to stand up and walk around and do the things that you need to do. So that's a part of my self-care. Um, this podcast, 
is a part of my self-care, part of my soft girl ever. Because at one point in time, I don't know how comfortable I would have been to sit around and tell you people my business. But being that we're friends now, this is what we're going to get. You're going to get a lot of sharing from me. Um, I just had something on the tip of my tongue. I just, I realized that hearing people say being in their soft girl era or going into my soft girl era, like I told you all in the beginning, I feel like I've been in this era because I don't want to fight. All I want to do is love on my wife, build brands and businesses that are successful, continue to cook my ass off, create dope seasoning blends, hit y'all with this dope podcast and have a good quality of health that will keep me doing these things for a, a, a while. So that's me being in my soft girl ever. Me, like, not going to lie, when I'm outside, I'm, I'm working on it because people tend to stare like they've never seen beauty before. And like I try to explain to my wife, when you're beautiful, people tend to stare like they've never seen beauty before. And it amazes me because it's like, don't get me wrong, I go outside and I move about and I do what it is that I do. But most of the time, to have people walk and stare like literally eye to eye with you until you walk past each other is completely and utterly weird. So with that, you got to be in a comfortable place to be able to move about in the world. So like I said, I'm still working on me and my soul girl ever with certain things, but I just don't, I think I don't like the term of it, soft girl ever. I ain't never been soft. No, literally. I think the only time I was soft was when I was a little cute baby, little cuddly fat baby. And anything after that, I feel like I was thugged out. So, for me, it's just coming into my ladiness, my 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 uh, womanhood. What's wrong with that? You're coming into your womanhood. I think I like that a lot better than this soft girl era. Just told my wife yesterday, I worked too damn hard to keep being called a girl at 40. And it seems like most of y'all figured out a way to get older and still be called a girl. I, I'm cool on that. I'm going to pass on that. I want to be able to have a conversation with somebody and not be called a girl. I'm sorry. So the soft girl era shit, keep it. Uh, I know I said it about 15 times, 15,000 times, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not that. I'm just not. Like, I really had to come to the conclusion just now, like, I'm not that. And I, I don't want to be that. When I was a girl, I didn't want to be a girl. I wanted to be grown. So now that I'm grown, I damn sure don't want to be a girl. Just is what it is. Most people are going to take that, oh, no, well, it's a term. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, I got that. That's why I don't want it. Yeah, keep it. You, you can have that shit. I don't want it. I don't want it. Can't make me happy. So, 
if we're going to dig a little deeper into this soft girl era thing, I'm going to start, uh, see if I can find some Google facts and stuff and TikTok, uh, examples for y'all so that y'all can hear and understand what it is that I've been coming across with this thing. Because if you are approaching 40 in your 40s or older than 40, and talking about you being in a soft girl era, come see me, boo, because that ain't it. You are an old-ass woman that missed out on a good chunk of learning experience. Ladyism, somebody having affection for you, loving on you, appreciating you. So now that maybe, maybe you might have that, maybe you don't. But now you want to be in this era with a bunch of little girls that wanted to be thugged out but didn't realize that thing hard work. When you thugging and bugging out here in these streets, that ain't easy. That's a job. So shout out to all of my women that are coming into themselves that realize they work way too hard in the wrong direction. Now they're going the other way. Keep it moving. Let's not put these horrible titles or boxes on yourself. Because when you wake up and you're 50 and somebody's going, oh, yeah, soft girl, you ain't going to be too happy about that. You're not going to like that. So be a lady. Embrace it. What does it mean to be a soft girl and is it relatable? I think that the term soft era, soft girl era, mm-hmm. has now kind of muted a woman for having anything raw or rough about anything her. that's outside of that is like it's like that's not, not woman or- why do you have to be a soft woman why do you have to be a mysterious woman yeah. i think that's the one that really gets me is like mm-hmm. i think women want to be mysterious i think that it all goes back to misogyny at the end of the day and <laughs> I, I will i will continuously say that because who oh. are we trying to be mysterious for yeah. why don't we want to be our full selves yeah. and be bold and be confident it's mm-hmm. like another way to mute us i agree with that i want to shout out yovana bolanga i'm hoping i say her name right i googled uh being in your soft girl era and a lot of it is aesthetic unfortunately so when i originally started to do my podcast the beginning of the week that's basically really where i was gonna go with it like this is just a look that people want people to believe is a woman coming into her more softer, more feminine self. But when I digged a little deeper, like I said, I did some research on my Facebook. Shout out to all my peoples that decided to answer on my Facebook. Um, When I dug a little deeper, I was able to come up with some inserts that I put in here that I think you, you, you might either agree with or not agree with, I found, uh, I, I want to say two younger women, they're probably not in their 30s yet, maybe, maybe, but I doubt it, um, and then I found uh, a man by the name of Chris GQ Perry, he's definitely been someone I see on my YouTube or on TikTok a lot trending, because what he's saying as a man, I think, a lot of men know, but they're not going to say out loud because now it puts you in a position to feel for a woman, understand 
or want understanding of the woman that you might lay up with. Every man isn't that. Most men aren't that. So it is what it is. I can't really knock it. But he hits on some points that I feel like are very valid. And be rare podcast. Shout out to all of these people because they definitely gave me a different insight on what we talking about. And from a man's perspective, I feel like if a man is able to help a woman understand why it's okay for her to be chill, she doesn't have to be so on guard, defensive even. Um, she can put her big dog away and probably pull out her uh, chihuahua or her uh, Frenchie or whatever small dog y'all would like. But I don't think she necessarily has to live in German Shepherd. Uh, what's that damn dog I saw yesterday? Um, a bull massive. Those dogs are huge. And I feel like women, we see ourselves totally different. Every woman doesn't walk in the room going, oh, yeah, I'm that. And you're going to respect it. Some women walk in very timid, very shy very comfortable in who they are. And then once they're comfortable with the people in the room, they can be themselves and they can let you know who they are. But a lot of women been through some hardships. And I'm not making this seem like all of them chose the hardships, but the majority of, of people make bad decisions and other people have to pay for your bad decisions. I think that's really wise. I've definitely made some bad choices in relationships and my wife definitely paid for it in the beginning. Once she made it clear to me that I needed to look at things from a different perspective, I was able to sit back and evaluate me. And when you're able to evaluate you, I feel like that's part of being a, a softer woman because a lot of times, especially as a young girl or young woman, it's really hard to accept criticism depending on who raised you and where you come from. Where I come from, I'm not going to say criticism was something that I dealt with, but my mother was quite honest with me. And I feel with her being honest with me, it made, me, it made it easier to go into the world and accept other people's honesty. Whether it was true or not, not always. But with my mother, I know when she was telling me something, she was telling me something because she loved me. She didn't want me to go into the world and come back uh, basically a shell of the person that she sent out into the world. So I'm definitely have a little tougher skin than maybe some. But in the same aspect, does that make me hard? Yeah, it definitely put me in a position where I was always on guard. I always felt like somebody was, I don't want to say attacking me, but coming for me. So when people are coming for you, it's real easy for you to look and be on some, throw your hands up and now you're ready to fight or you're ready to defend yourself. And sometimes it don't even be about defending yourself. It just be about somebody trying to put you up on game or put you onto something that you might see because you're the insider. So what I realize now is a lot of things I couldn't see because I was there. I was in it. So living in this space of going, oh, all right, cool. I'm comfortable accepting what somebody else can see because I can't see it. Um, 
just working toward having a, a a more feminine mindset, if you ask me, because when we grew up, at least on my spectrum and the people I grew up with, the women that I grew up around, they were, if we're going to use this term, soft girl, they, they lived in a soft girl era. I don't remember seeing a woman outside disrespecting her man. I don't remember seeing or hearing men be like, damn, I got to go get something from the store to eat because this bitch ain't cook again. Um, women were comfortable staying at home with the kids to make sure that their kids were properly taken care of, nourished properly, and loved properly. I'm going to go back to cooking because I don't want to make it seem because most of y'all might not know this, but I'm a chef. And the reason why I am a chef is not because this was something that I wanted to do from the time I woke up when I was a girl. When I was a young girl and I was straight, I think I want to say I was into men. I don't want to say I was straight. Um, when I was into men, my mother told one of my boyfriends, I don't know what you're doing with this girl because she can't cook. And I don't know why that resonated so crazy with me because my mother was one of those people that might divulge private information that maybe you didn't really need to know. So when she decided to tell him this, I didn't see nothing wrong with it because I knew my mother, but he already knew that I can cook because I had already been cooking for him. So when she says it, his retort is, mm-mm, she can cook. She cook good, too. And the look in her face was like, what? She don't cook here? Right. Because when you're comfortable telling people that don't live here, hey, she can't cook. They're going to reiterate, nope, she can. And she does. And you're going to be upset because I don't cook here. So what I learned was being defiant or doing things to prove somebody wrong don't make you right. So my journey in cooking came from, I want to say ridicule of my mother, but not really because her thing was, if you hungry, how you going to eat? So as a kid, most of us, we were blessed enough to have people that would feed you because you couldn't feed yourself. But once I got a certain age, or rather, I feel like once I started talking spicy to my mother, she was like, oh, that's how you feel? All right, so if you're hungry, make you something to eat. Fix you something to eat. And then I go in there like, where's the food? There's nothing to heat up. No, 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 you got to cook. Because I ate already. Being that you 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 you, you know so much, now you got to fend for yourself. And when you have to fend for yourself, it makes things a little different. So for me, it was like, ooh, she thinks she hurting somebody. Until I realized I didn't like grease popping on me. I had to clean up the whole situation. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just cleaning my dish or whatever she left in the sink. It was real. So instantly, I'm like, oh, I'm not doing this. Then I started being around my friends because most of my, my friends at the time were older than me. They cooked. They didn't clean. 
they made the man clean somebody else wash the dishes in the house they didn't wash the dishes they didn't clean the kitchen so i'm like oh okay i see the game plan here if i cook you clean if i clean you cook or i take care of this you take care of that at least that's that was the idea put in front of me until i really started diving deep into some of my friendships and realized that they men didn't know how to cook a meal not even a damn egg on the stove um they just barely took out garbage they don't know how to clean clothes they don't know how to clean a crib most likely just barely knew how to clean their ass so when you're one of those people that are comfortable being with somebody who does not have life skills you know what happens congratulations you played yourself it's just real and again it goes back to making bad decisions where when you're young you don't realize well depending on how you're raised some people will tell you oh no nah, not mine he gonna know how to wash clothes he's gonna know how to clean he's gonna know how to cook because i don't want him to have to depend on no girl but then there was those women that go no papi I'm going to take care of it. I wash your clothes. I cook for you. I take care of you. So these young men, boys, come out of that relationship looking at a female that they want to engage with and go, oh, you got to do the same things my mama did. And you looking like, first off, I'm not even built like that. I don't, I don't know nothing about no kitchen. I don't know how to wash. My mother does all of these things for me. So what do I look like doing them for you? So right there, some young men make a decision. Oh, I'm not going to be with no woman that can't cook, clean, and take care of me like my mama did. Granted, at one point in time, it was a thing. What you want for you, you go, all right, if this is my man, I'm going to treat him and take care of him the way his mother did. Those days are long gone. Now, the difference is, because most of these women were mad because they couldn't keep the man that they were with. I'm sorry, that was rude. Some people's situations, everybody's situation isn't always the same. So a lot of times these women over nurtured these young men. So now when they get in the world with, uh, I want to say young women that were nurtured properly, maybe even two parents. Now a girl with two parents compared to a boy with one, is two different type of conversations and two different type of uh, mindsets. I feel like the boy that's raised by his mother tends to have a little bit more feminine, uh, a feminine touch about him that um, a, a young man that was raised with his father and mother don't have. Because when your dad sees you getting a little soft, he's going to come hit you. Or he's going to come take you and do something with you that creates masculinity. He's not going to leave you with your mother to bake cookies. He's going to tell your mother, hey, you can't do that. He's a boy. Now, in a time where everything is gender fluid or neutral, gender neutral, you can do whatever it is you want to do. And I'll never forget it. When I was in home economics, I think it was seventh grade, seventh or eighth grade. And there were boys in that class. When I say they were so upset they had to be in that class, we didn't have wood shop. I'm not that old. 
uh, it was home economics and it was something else. But I feel like, I think it might have been computers, might have been. But the boys that were in that class, there was maybe, if I remember correctly, there was two boys that were okay with learning how to make stuff. We didn't learn to make food, really. We learned how to make French toast, cookies, Rice Krispie treats, and it was something else that we were going to utilize when you got a certain age and you indulged in a certain activity, neither here nor there. But these two boys, they were okay with learning these skills, but there was maybe, let's say, two or three other boys that were not with it, and they were kept calling these young men faggots. They were like, oh, y'all gay because y'all want to cook. And then these same boys would go play football with these same boys and hurt them. I'll never forget it. I watched um, my homeboy, Miguel. He was playing football. Like, after our home economic class, like we always had, there's um, a field across the street. If you're familiar with the Bronx, I went to PS45, JS45, my bad. And um, 45 has its own pretty much field directly across the street for uh, the junior high school, the boys club, and Roosevelt, the high school, to utilize. And they would go play football in there after school. And I'll never forget it. Uh, Old boy's name, I think it was Angel Jose. I don't want to be racist, but it was a Spanish name. And um, my guy Miguel was like, watch what I do to him today for calling me a faggot. And I'm like, yo, don't hurt this kid. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to allow him to keep talking to me like that. And I'm not going to physically fight him because that would make me look like I'm defending what he's saying. So we're going to play football. And when they went and played football, now, mind you, they used to play two-hand touch. It wasn't like they was playing tackle. We live in the hood. So there's no turf. There's no grass. It's straight concrete. And, um... I think his name was Angel. He caught the ball, and my guy Miguel ran. Like, it looked like something out of a movie. I'll never forget it because it was epic. So he takes off running, and the look in this kid's face when he sees him coming at him was straight fear. But when Miguel hit him, because they were, again, they were playing two-hand touch, so he was just supposed to hit him with his two hands. He tackled him so hard that this kid was on the floor for maybe five minutes. Miguel jumped up. He gave me the look, nodded, and went back to playing football. I think this kid, Angel, might have never been the same after that hit. But the point that I'm making is when you grow up differently, it's real easy for the world to try to tell you, oh, you're supposed to be this. But shout out to Miguel for... uh not allowing society or this other kid to tell him that he can't learn how to cook and still be masculine. So, God willing, he's somewhere in the world creating more strong and able-minded young men to be to be able to navigate this world because the world we live in is so scary for children and people, really, because if you're not in a space where you worked hard to be who you are mentally, emotionally, and physically, somebody can crack that armor. And when they crack it, oh, man, it's so disheartening. 
this is why the social media era of uh what they call it cyberbullying needs to like we need to do better with our kids you need to sit your kids down and explain to them why they're beautiful why they're dope what makes them unique create a, a space and a time for these kids to understand why they're they're not like everybody else that they're around because if you allow your kids to stay on a phone, tablet, computer, video game all day, they're just like all the other kids until somebody comes along and breaks the monotonous. So, as a people, work harder to be your best you. I feel like this is what this soft girl uh, episode made me realize. All it is is trying to be the best version of yourself that maybe you didn't experience in the first part of your life, the, be, the middle part of your life or the end. We, as women, always evolve. Well, you should always evolve to know that you can be a better you. If you have a partner, hopefully they're uplifting you and pushing you in that direction. But if you don't, if you have a good girlfriend, you have good friends, you are able to get out. You have a good spiritual home. Even if you have a Zoom group that you can express what you're feeling to, therapist, doesn't matter. I just feel like as a people, we're not comfortable letting loose what we're holding on to. And that's not good. It creates unnecessary conversations. It makes people question other people. Let's just get out and be our best self. Your best self, my best self, even if you're working toward it, that's still better than sitting around being who you were yesterday. And on that note, good people, I'm your girl, Woe Better. This is Something's Missing. We're out of here. Until next episode, stay blessed. Stay on point. And be you that soft feminine side of her taking a woman out of her masculine era and into her soft feminine era is a real flex that means you brought her peace a lot of these men don't make a woman feel at peace they come in her life and cause chaos women who have had no choice but to find a way to make it happen on their own tend to be more on edge than have zero tolerance for immature men because if they don't get it done they have no safety net to fall back on and failure is not an option. So men who don't have pure intentions, who cause her more stress and don't add value to her life, are a threat to her succeeding. But when a real man proves that he is a leader, a provider, and someone she can always count on, that's when you will experience that soft feminine. Because I feel like everybody got their own interpretation of what soft girl era is. What does soft girl era look like for you? Um, For me, soft girl era means really had to learn how to just sometimes sit back and just relax and prosper in my feminine energy. Like, I feel like I was kind of masculine. I wouldn't say masculine. Like, I know how to be soft, but I had to learn how to just be more feminine in my energy because it came off like, oh, I don't need nobody for nothing. Yeah. And that's not, as a woman, it don't, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, especially when you got a man around, they don't take